know what time it is. You know what it is. Welcome to the Culture Podcast. Welcome to the Culture Podcast. A podcast inspired by and representing for the culture. Just been, been, been a fan of the culture and the authenticness of it. Everything from hip hop. What's up, y'all? This is Jay Cole. Yo, it's Ice Bear. It's Kendrick Lamar. It's the baby. Sports. Mahomes looking to flip. Takes it in for the touchdown. Urban life. It's heat up right now. And everything in between. Let's the show starts now with your host, Jeff and Anthony. Scene, you're about to get hit with the double team. <laughs> Yo, this is your boy Jeff, but instead of my main man, Ant, I'm here with Mikey Sheet today. What's good? Dude, I look... I look like a monk in our video. I'm wearing my robe. I'm like I'm I've got religious artwork above me. I'm just I'm coming with my monk lifestyle right now. Monk Mikey you're in even, the house. And are you, you're not even are you like atheist? Yeah. I think you and I are in the same category probably. But yeah, I've always, I was like the- kind of raised Catholic and dude, I fucking love Catholic art. Like I think it's like so gold and gaudy and stupid. So I've got all this like I have this room where I have an altar or not an altar, a pulpit. And then I've got like all this religious art because I just love I love to collect it. <laughs> you got the <laughs> so, Virgin Virgin Mary in the background. It's like almost you know a it. mocking religion. <laughs> but anyway, man, let's get right to business, man. First of all, I'm going to give a shout out to our culture crew members. Mm. It occurred to me that I mean we only made a couple of actual videos, like maybe three YouTube videos. Mm. I haven't given any shout outs to them, so I mean I'm gonna put the graphics up on the screen for them. You know what I mean? Give a shout out because they also sponsor the show, basically. Yeah, uh, Mikey, she is a culture crew member that's right salute to you brother salute self-salute we got d block hellwig owner of destiny couriers out in florida no oh. we have I, I gotta keep up with these names because they keep changing the name oh king kaiser the third i think that's what he's going by now king kaiser the third i like it owner and ceo of eric's cleaning services out in florida tight uh, we got tosh which i don't think we ever gave her a nickname it's just tosh we have, we have Mel, a.k.a. Melly Mel, and we have Anonymous. We have a person that decided to just be called Anonymous. So I love Anonymous. Anonymous donor, you can you can trust somebody who gives money but doesn't want the fame, you know? Leave my name out. You appreciate that shit, yeah. Yeah, I do. Anyway, you're, I you're wanted, I wanted the fame because I'm shallow, so yeah, I wanted right. to be shouted out. <laughs> Plus, you're the only white boy on the, on the set, so you got, <laughs> got a rep. I got to stay here. For, I got to stand up for all of us, all the all the white fellas. I'm here to rep. Anyway, I ain't have time to put nothing on. I'm just in my tank top displaying the tattoos and the chain. Looks good. Gangster. <laughs> Yo, let's get into these topics, man. I have a potpourri of topics that I want to breeze through. We could do maybe five minutes each. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, you just said potpourri. I was like, what the fuck's potpourri? potpourri. You mean potpourri? Potpourri. Potpourri. It's potpourri. <laughs> potpourri. Dude, that's the only way I'm ever going to say it now. Potpourri. <laughs> Yo, it is potpourri, isn't it? Potpourri. Yeah. Potpourri. Potpourri. All right. I guess I'm going to start with the biggest story of the week, and we're going to probably spend more than five minutes on this one, and that's okay. Yeah. And I'm talking about P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean P. Diddy Comb, mm. Papa Diddy Pop, being sued by his ex, fling girl, right. I don't know what you want to call her. Cassie. Yeah. So she sued him for 30, what was it, $30 million? I think so. I didn't really follow it too much, but. For alleged rape, sex trafficking, and other shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
before this recording, they actually just settled. Yeah, I saw that. Out of court, though, right? It was a quiet. Out of court. Right. And one can only assume that it was for a very, very large sum. Sure. And I have reason to believe that it was apparently settled for eight figures. Yep. Okay. That's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of money. I mean, you know, he has a lot of money, and it also sounds like, I don't know, you don't come with a case like that if there's nothing there. I mean, it feels like those are big charges. Allegations are crazy. And we've been hearing shit about Diddy, right? For 30 yeah. years, we've been hearing about him, his involvement in, in Biggie's death, his involvement in Tupac's death. He put yeah. a hit out on Suge Knight. You know what I'm saying? How he rapes his artists, you know, financially at least. You know, Mace right. and the locks, the beef they've had. Yeah. Shine, his shooting in the club, and he made Shine take the fall for it. We've been for sure. hearing these stories, right? Yeah. We hear about his gay sex parties and all of this. And people, mm. you know, real quiet. They don't really want to talk about the shit. They say that the devil works hard, but Diddy's <laughs> lawyers work harder. <laughs> I mean, this it all kind of feeds into my narrative about billionaires and like that you can't have a moral billionaire. Like there's no way to make the amount of money that Diddy has or more than that like as a as a truly good person. I think you have to fuck people over left and right. You have to be I mean the way, the the level of drive that he has is unhealthy and I don't doubt that. I mean for sure he fucked over his artists, obviously. Um if they were getting a fair cut, he wouldn't have the amount of money that he has now. And you know, and not Diddy's, you know, you hear about his relationships with women and like he has an upsetting track record with the way that he treats the women that he is married to and dates and all those things. And it's, I don't know, man, it's, I, I always tend to, you know, I believe women in these situations and it's like, I don't think that she's just coming into the situation for money. Like, I think there was serious, I mean, these are serious allegations and I, you know, I don't think uh, most lawyers would take a case like this if there wasn't substance to it. So he, you know, I don't, I don't know. Did he, he's another one of those people that it's like Kanye where, People call him a, a genius, all these different things. Yeah, he's a great you – know, he's done some amazing things in, in music and stuff, but I don't put him on any sort of pedestal. And I don't – you know, all the stories that I hear about him, like, these are pretty consistent and they're probably true. But now but now the rumors are really going to come out. And we talk about the death of his ex. Right. So now there's going to be all kinds of speculation, like, hmm, you know what I mean? Do yeah. you have anything to do with this shit? Right. I mean, I, it's hard for me to – like, when they started to speculate about, you know, him – like arranging the hit on Tupac. I don't know, man. I mean, there's scripts and bloods that have spoken up about. Sure. 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 I don't know. It seems he doesn't feel like he's got that level of like, but maybe he does. I said, I don't know. It it seemed to me like they were all making money in that situation. The beef helped them, you know, sell records. It seems weird to me that he would have done that. I don't know. And you know, he went around giving everybody their masters and shit after all these years. And he would mm. go on the radio and they would ask mm-hmm. him, Why are you doing this? And you know, basically he's saying, I just want to make things right with everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he would always leave it at that. He would never <laughs> he would you know, he would never admit to doing anything wrong. Yeah. But it, almost, that that felt to me like it was like admitting like he'd fucked up. <laughs> not only that, <laughs> I, like, I was like stealing just, from you for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but he was like trying to clean his conscience, right? Like he's trying to turn right. over a new leaf and he know he's done right. a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. So now I don't know. I wish Ann was here because I would like to hear his take. But yeah, for sure. Is this when you settle out of court? And I know it's not always the case because I've heard Michael Jackson and Eminem and they've talked about this. You settle out of court a lot of times because you don't want to go through the rigorous, you know, court shit and have sure. to deal, you know, years in the court and spending all court fees and lawyer fees. Yeah. But does this make him look guilty? Is this an admission of guilt when you settle out of court for a large sum of money? I mean, socially, I would say, yeah, for sure. 
I, whether or not it whether or not it is, I don't know. I mean, it's you know, it's also it's one of these things where it's like for a lot of these guys, depending on the amount of money that you're talking about, like let's just say we're talking wait eight figures is that ten million? So ten million and above. I mean, ten million to Diddy, he's worth over a billion dollars. It's worth it for him to just just sweep it under the rug. But I don't think that it it doesn't make you look not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but you would have if he had done a protracted legal battle, he could have spent more than ten million dollars easily on lawyers' fees and stuff. I mean, you, you don't come out of these things clean and more. And it just occurred to me like <laughs> a lot of the big name people that have always been in his life are all dead. Mm. Executive producers, people that put him in the game, obviously Biggie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The women in his yeah. life. Yeah, I mean, you it's, wonder like, is this the epitome of like selling your soul to the devil? Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, it's one of the things is like if you if you're a, like fifty plus in the music industry, most people around you are probably dead. <laughs> like, it's a hard it's a hard industry to be in and stay alive. Like, let alone you know drugs, all the different things. And um, you know, he ran in a real fast paced crowd. I mean, Biggie, obviously, that was like a unique situation. But I mean, just a lot of people die in and around music and especially in and around hip hop. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, do you think this makes his tarnishes his image? Is he going to lay sure. low for a while? Is he going to do any more music? Is, you know what I mean? I don't There's know. I mean, he's, he's such an egomaniac, dude. I think he has to be fed. Like if you, do you follow him on social media? No, not really. Oh my God. He's the thirstiest motherfucker ever. Really? Like all of his, Oh yeah. All of his, it's like he's in his crazy house and all of his videos. He's like, it's like, he's a 15 year old kid. Like trying just like, Oh, he just wants so much attention. I don't know, man. It's like, I wouldn't put anything past him. It's like when people say stuff about him, I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. He's, he's kind of a monster. I, I don't, I normally don't judge people when they settle out of court for something. Right. But in this case, this might be the one exception. Because, hmm. because of how fast it happened, right? It, it was even real been a quick. Week no, she, you know, it came out that she's suing him, and days later he was like, "Yo, we just gonna sell. We gonna sell I mean, immediately." Because that tells me that there's shit that he, that that you know he was worried that may come right. out in court that he wants no, you know, no parts of. Well, this you know is the, because the settling out of court part isn't necessarily an admission of guilt, but I think the bigger part of it that usually comes with the settling out of court is a gag order. Like she's not allowed. She has signed crazy shit that she's not allowed to talk about any of it. it. And so the fact that he jumped on it so quickly makes me feel like, Ooh, yeah. I mean, there's probably some real dark shit and he wanted to cover it up. The one yeah. thing she did talk about, and it might just even be the tip of the iceberg was mm. the one time that she, I guess she dated Kid Cudi. Yeah. Oh, and he tried to burn his car or whatever he did. Or, I tried or blew it up. Blew up. Holy his car blew the fuck up <laughs> that's some like that's some mafia shit you know what i'm saying but that's what i'm telling you he has you know, the money to to pull shit off like this but dude it's so fucking stupid it's all so dramatic it's like hey bro like i don't know if you're really trying to like take out your enemies like that like do it like a real billion do it like a real king and like just poison them or something <laughs> they won't they won't catch you blowing up his car the fuck out of here but ultimately when do we cancel diddy the way we have R. Kelly, or at least I have, because I refuse. Well, I mentioned it yeah. now, but I refuse to talk about that man on our show. Yeah. When does it get to the point where we just stop talking about Diddy? Because you know what I mean. I mean the dramatic stuff where it's like, oh, you know, maybe he had you know Tupac kill all the different the, like kind of mafia sort of things. That's only going to fuel his career. I feel like and make people more interested in things. When it comes to like rape allegations and things like that, I mean, I don't know, dude. It's Diddy's done making his best work. So like. Might as well just cancel him now because, like, he's not really putting out any good shit. That new album of his, the new R&B album or whatever, pretty trash. Like, there was, like, four good songs and, like, they weren't even that good. So, I don't know. I think it's, like, 
Just be done with him. There's better people down the road. All right, well, let's move on. Fuck yeah. you, Diddy. Fuck you, Diddy. Your old news, Sean. Speaking of <laughs> new albums, yeah. tell me you heard this new Andre 3000 flute <laughs> album. I didn't until this morning. You told me you told me to listen to it, and... Um, I couldn't do uh, it. Oh, boy. I couldn't do it, man. <laughs> the shit is utter trash. I mean, I'm not only because I'm not a fan of the flute, like I like the saxophone. If it would have been the saxophone, I probably would have listened a little bit more. <laughs> but it's that's an awesome, flute, man. that's an awesome clarification. If it had been another wind instrument, I would have been fucking pumped about it. And it's called the New Blue Sun. Is that, is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah, I think so. Well, the shit that I thought was funny was the name of some of the songs. Yeah, <laughs> the very first song is called. I swear, I really want to make a rap album. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It does feel like he's dragging all of us. Like, I don't know. I I appreciate, dude. I have, t- I have a lot of different thoughts about it. Right? Obviously, Andre three thousand. He's in my top ten, if not top five, lyricists of all time. I want to hear an Andre three thousand album. And I, you know what? I ultimately I want to hear his the hip hop album that he wants to make. Right? Like, Speaker Box Love Below was like not you know, supposed to be each of their things or whatever, but I didn't feel like it was his truly independent project. It's crazy. I don't want to hear flute. You just mentioned him as one of the best of all time. He's probably most people's like top tens, top fifteens, top twenties minimum. Yep. Yep. He's never had a single album. A solo album. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. He's never people talk about, oh, you know, Big Pun only had one before he died. Lauren Hill only has one. This guy has none. Yeah, but I mean, his verses on his own albums, on his own songs, were are unbelievable. Or in other people's songs too, for sure. I mean, his ver- his verse simp- on Equemini, I've talked about it on the show before, is like one of the best. The final verse of Equemini is one of the best verses of all time. Just like he's he's just such an interesting lyricist. Like in my opinion, you know, when you listen to the Donda album, he's the only reason oh. to listen to. It. Well, it's the <laughs> it's like the only part of the album that I find uh like touching. I know Kanye made the album trying to make it really heartfelt and like whatever. And I don't know Kanye. I just I can't. I don't believe him as far as I could fucking kick him. But the Andre like his verse on it is so awesome and so touching. Like so what it's like the, what the album is supposed to be. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it's like I appreciate that he's like trying to do new things. And have you watched any of the interviews with him? Like where he's like at his laundromat. <laughs> like so weird. Like he, he goes to the laundromat in his neighborhood, like which must be I don't know what neighborhood he's in in L.A., but like he has a nice house. Let's be real; he definitely has his own washer and dryer, and he goes there just to like talk to people and play the flute in front of them. <laughs> I think that's fucking awesome. And he's always been eccentric, but a flute album—I mean, it, he's going to be the butt of a lot of jokes for a while. Look, another song is titled "That Night in Hawaii When I Turned Into a Panther <laughs> and Started Making." I'm trying to read this shit and started making these loud. What the fuck is this? That one night, the night in Hawaii, when I turned into a panther and started making these low registering purring tones that I couldn't control. Shit Amazing. was wild. That's the entire title. Shit was Great. wild is at the end. I love it. That's the name of the song. Do you know, do you know the guy? Do you know Sufjan Stevens? Do you know who they are? Sufjan Stevens? Do you know who that is? No, I do not. He's like a singer-songwriter guy uh, from maybe Sweden, somewhere like that. But he's known for having like his album titles and song titles are like, you know, a whole paragraph long. So I feel like yeah, Andre's just been like 
eating mushrooms, doing a bunch of hallucinogenics, and then he's like, let's make this fucking flute album and make it nuts. <laughs> I'm into it. I don't know. Be weird. All right, man. Yeah. Let's, let's keep let's keep it rolling. Yeah. You know how I feel about Nas. He's number one on my yeah. all-time rappers list. Sure, as he should be. He has launched the quote-unquote paid in full foundation to provide financial and healthcare support to pioneers of hip-hop. Mm. Dude, yeah, sorry, you go. <laughs> no, my only question was, why did he name it after a Rockefeller movie? Is that him, like, is that a, a shot? Is he still taking shots at Jay? Or is that like a more of a praise or paying homage to something, but, you know, that had a big cultural influence? Yeah, but don't you think it's just that it's a classic hip-hop, it's an iconic... It was an album title, song title. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, but I mean, to me that when I think of paid in full, I think of that movie where you know uh, is Mackay Pfeiffer in that shit. Mackay Pfeiffer. I don't know. I think See, that's the thing. You don't think of Eric, Eric B and Rakim first. I don't. See, the reason I thought but, about but it then, is that but yeah, but now that you mention it, I, yeah, you're right. He's yeah, probably paying, paying homage to them. It's like the high you know, so first first high selling album, right? And and so I mean, I was thinking about it recently because. Rakim's been on a bunch of stuff and I've just people have been calling him out or making fun of him for having like for wearing the same gear on different shows. So he'll like wear the same hat or wearing the same whatever. And it's like right out of the early 90s, bro. And I was thinking about him, dude. And I'm like, yeah, how much money does Rakim have? Like, how much money is he actually making from like Airbnb for president or whatever? Like, he can't be making that much money. Yeah, he's not a fucking billionaire. And he hasn't like diversified it like rappers nowadays are like i mean jay like we've talked about this jay-z and nas are like giving fucking investment advice on most of their show on most of their songs now like dudes weren't doing that back in the day like big daddy kane like you know how much money does big daddy kane have and you know like they said like this is i don't know i it makes sense to me it's interesting that it all i've been thinking a lot about that like the dudes who are the foundational hip-hop guys like you know they're work they're working at a car wash (laughs) yeah you made a good point bro that's 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 bad. That's bad on my part. I fucked up. That's a no, no, no. It's yeah. definitely paid in full. That he's paying Amish. Yeah, and you know, it's like a, came before him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and paid in full. And it's like going you know, full circle. Yeah, it has helping. different meanings. It definitely makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I Jay, think it's cool. Jay, Jay was recently asked about him making more songs and making more albums, and he said, yeah. you know, it has to make sense to him. It has to be something that's giving something to the to the universe to the world you yeah know what i mean yeah 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 yep. he's not making the same bullshit that he was making anymore like you said they're on the songs right. and they're trying to give financial advice to people he's not yeah, gonna yeah. Be on the song saying ignorant shit talking about how he was selling drugs in brooklyn because <laughs> he did all that he did that for 20 sure. years he totally made his money he, they're on another wavelength now yeah and saying? it is it's at some point there is kind of also like the age thing comes into it and it's like when snoop's making fucking party songs and he's 54 or whatever he is it's kind of like i don't know bro like just be real like you're you're starting to drink some metamucil you're going to bed at 8 30 a.m or 8 30 p.m like you know you're not like partying like you were before so it's like i just i like the fact that they're that they're i don't want to say acting their age but it is like you know it, it's it's cool rage. to be yeah it's cool to be making music about stuff that you're actually going through so and jay-z like you know we talked about the whole you know five have a half a million bucks or have lunch with jay-z or whatever and he was like don't be a fucking dumbass like take the money buy you can buy my albums for 40 bucks or whatever and any like wisdom i want to impart to you is going to be on the albums so you know i just i appreciate that the sentiment about things did you mention snoop dogg yeah did you hear about snoop dogg what let me, let me read oh, his direct, like stopping smoking weed? I'm going to read his direct quote. Okay. 
<laughs> he said, after much consideration and conversation with my family, mm-hmm. and I can't even read this in my mind with in, in his voice, right? Right. I can't even do. I can't even picture him saying this. After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. <laughs> like if somebody died or some shit. Right. First of all, like you said, they're trying to, you know, act their age and Snoop Dogg is yeah. probably close to 60 now. Probably, yeah. I don't believe that shit for one second. I mean. He has his own marijuana line, man. Sure. I mean, and there was, you know, I mean, the amount. Like I, I I can't remember what the guy's name was, but there was the guy that it was that was his blunt roller or that would roll joints for him. And he said he was doing like seventy five a day for Snoop. God damn. Like that's just I mean, I at this point in my life, I take one puff of weed and I'm like, I'm dead. Uh so the fact that he was I mean, I he has to like at some point bring it back a little bit. Like it's one thing is like he's probably gonna get emphysema. I mean, new studies have shown that a lot of weed smoke, you know, does shit, you know what I mean? Mm. But again, seventy blunts is seventy blunts. That's over. Jesus Christ! It's just too much. I don't expect him to quit. I expect him to yeah. minimize his smoking. Do I mean, it, I have you know, a, I have a good socially. friend who's like the drunkest dude that I've known in my life, and I saw him recently, and he's like, "I stopped drinking," and I was like, "Cool." And as he's telling me that he has a beer in his hands, and right. I was like, "Well, you're drinking beer," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, I start drinking hard alcohol, <laughs> like, and he had twelve beers that night or whatever. But like, well, I stopped for drinking. Him, that- you know, I'm, I'm drinking less frequently. <laughs> yeah, for him, that was not drinking. And so for Snoop, I think if he smoked three or four blunts a day, it would be like that would basically be the equivalent of stopping smoking. So, yeah. so <laughs> Maybe I mean, he meant stop smoke, and so he's only doing edibles now. Mm, yeah. He's valid, still gonna, that's I mean, valid. That might he be might a little healthier. Need- he just probably his body just at this point needs weed. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably go in withdrawal and shit. There's just certain yeah. artists that you don't. I can never fathom them quitting marijuana or cannabis. Yeah. In any well, form. he's one of them. Red man, met the sure. man, or others. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, I mean that's dude, their whole gimmick for sure. And like a lot of times, the art suffers. I mean, look what happened with Eminem. Eminem, Eminem cleaned up, mm. and he his music went to shit. So. That's a fact. I don't know. Snoop's not really making that much music anymore, but and Redman, all he's doing lately is skydiving. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. <laughs> he's just skydiving all the time. He's like, I mean, I'm he skinny. tried that. He tried the acting thing, and then as soon as they wanted him to get the vaccine, he quit. So, oh yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna see him on the big screen any longer. Good for him. I don't know. And actually, Snoop was in a song recently because I was gonna ask you if you heard it, and I'm talking about the new DJ K Slay Rolling 200 Deep. Mm. song that recently Mm-mm. came out i don't know it. you know how case lay always had these little 10 yeah. minute 20 minute 15 minute 30 minute 40 minute songs right yeah like posse and cuts put, and all he the would things put 20 it started off with like 20 people <laughs> then 50 then 100 now they're up to 200 and i sat there and i watched this fucking shit on youtube and it's over an hour long <laughs> and there's literally 200 artists and each artist does eight bars and i counted it I counted it almost yeah. on every guy to make sure that nobody went over or under. It was literally eight bars. They were only allowed, and a lot of them said it in the bar, like, Slay only wanted me to do eight bars, whatever. 
And it was eight bars, each guy, for 200 guys. Awesome. Are they all in studio in the video? Is that the... No, no, no. They all recorded their shit separate, it looks like. Okay, so it's like cameo videos and or whatever. And then they would like send it phones. to him, you know what I mean? I mean, that's the only way to do it. Otherwise, the guy, sure. song would have cost $2 million. I'm sure it took a long time to edit, because you can tell yeah. that some guys were probably offbeat, or some guys, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sure. You could tell that some guys were recording the, 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 the video, and the vocals weren't you know, yeah. lining with the shit, the amount like of covering lag. their mouth, so you can't oh see that it's God. not. But but it was well made though. Like it must have taken a long time to edit Dude, it to make. I can't it. even imagine. I mean, this and is. A, I was just. I, I'm listening to that uh, the um, open Mike Eagles show. What had happened was, and he's got Questlove on this season. And Questlove was talking about the Roots albums, and he's just what one of the things main things he's talking about is just mastering things and just like doing like just making sure all the levels are right on stuff. And how long it takes per song. That K Slay song, sending in like cell phone footage, I can't even imagine how long that took to master. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the beat switches up. And I mean, it's, right. for the most part, it's Oof. the same beat for an hour, but you know, it has different cadences to it and different rhythms yeah. to it and different parts. So people have to jump in and you have to make it sound right. Oh, man, that shit probably took months to, to put together. And I mentioned, you mentioned Snoop. So he was on it. He has a, yeah. he has a little verse on there. I can't remember everybody that was on. It was 200 people. A lot of them were like underground. A lot of them were guys I never heard of. Uh, the, <laughs> it's just guys from K Slay's convenience store. And some of them, he's in some of, you know, some of the parts of the videos, K Slay's with them, you know what I mean? On the streets right. and shit. One of the people that stood out to me was Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. Because, because he's on it and he had one to me, and my, obviously my opinion, I'm an old school head, he had one of the best verses on the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get guys, you know, from the, from the 80s and shit that come on and it doesn't really translate well. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're still stuck yeah, it in can the be touch and go. Yeah. Yeah. But Kane, he's still spitting. Yeah. And oh, they yeah. had older guys on there. They had, I'm trying to think, Melly Mel, Melly Mel. What's the dude that's always on steroids? Melly Mel. He was on there, you know, his verses or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they had some other dudes that were real old and you're like, eh, you could tell it's dated. It's dated. Yeah, rapping. for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, they haven't changed up their irrelevant. style. But Kane, but Kane always rapped like I mean he was always like a rapper's rapper. You know, it's like you listen to like the way and him and Rakim and like certain people like they had that flow. You know, Will Smith talks about it a lot with the summertime verse, like whether or not Rakim wrote that because it was it was just like it's ahead of its time. And they could still you still listen to Rakim rap now and he raps with the beat in a way that's very modern. I think Rakim was on it. Like I said, it was two hundred people. I would have to go back and watch. Fuck two hundred people. It's and like I don't, you gotta... know, I don't know if I want to sit through another hour of that shit. Cause, no. I mean, I didn't sit for an hour straight. Like I would watch 10, 15 minutes. I would right. pause it. I would do something, come back. Sure. And I did that. You know. I mean, two hundred people makes me nervous that it's going to be like you were talking about Kodak Black last week or whatever. It's like, yeah. I would be nervous. Like, oh god, how many fucking fillers of these mumble rap assholes are going to be on here? Like, I can't listen to Kodak Black even do eight bars. I'll kill myself. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but it wasn't mumble. It wasn't mumble. Paul Wall was on there. I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know who I saw on there? And this is one of the guys, old school dudes, that to me has gotten better with age. Mm. Yeah. And I'm talking about Peter Guns. Really? He did a I verse on there. The problem with Peter Guns is that he doesn't put out music, right? Right. Every once in a while, he'll just be on featured on one of the K Slade things. You know, he'll have a little verse here and there. Yeah. Or he'll do a little video with his son, Corey, and they'll spit. Right back and forth and i'm like yo his shit is dope his shit is nice but he's just been living off of that one hit wonder for the last 30 years right <laughs> yeah he's for been, sure you know and but i'm like yo i'm listening to him and i'm like damn peter panky still has it bro he, <laughs> he's nice. but yeah go check that shit out bro that's a dope, right. that's a dope video bro i mean yeah, you have I'll, an hour if you're bored I'll res yeah i'll reserve my af an afternoon for it <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of the culture, New York City declared November 9th Wu-Tang Day. And we're celebrating, what are we celebrating mm. now? The 30th anniversary of the 36 Chambers. Yeah. Up to the 36 Chambers. Yeah. Which makes me feel old. I mean, I just turned 40. I just celebrated my 40th birthday in Jamaica. Shout outs to me. Happy birthday. <laughs> just came back. And um, it makes me feel old. I'm like, shit, it's been 30 years because I had this album as a child. Yes, you were 10. I was 10 and I had it. And I remember my dad broke it. Yeah. My yeah. dad walked in my room and I had. Oh. I had Enter the 36 Chambers. Yep. And I also had the DMX is Dark and Hell is Hot CD. Right. And, you know, he wasn't having that shit because he didn't want me listening to, you know, violence and shit that had curse sure. words in it. And I wouldn't even consider Wu-Tang to be violent as much as they would have yeah. profanity. The DMX sure. album definitely had a lot of violence. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would argue that that album was horrorcore. Well, he was trying. Yeah, he was trying to do that kind of yeah, yeah, Gravedigger's sort of like it's maybe yeah. it's satanic, man. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a rape. <laughs> but your dad, you, I'm a rape. I'm gonna kill you. You know. So my dad took both of those CDs and broke them in half. I remember that shit in front of you. Yeah, he broke them in half. And that's that awesome. Was, that's to great. this day that, that shit's been traumatizing. But now I can just go on my <laughs> phone and listen to the albums anytime I want. <laughs> yeah, try to break this, Dad. Yeah, but <laughs> it makes like damn thirty six chambers, and I'm sitting right. there and I'm listening to this shit. And I'm writing down the lyrics. This is what I used to do. I used to put the shit on my little headphones, and I would write the lyrics. I had no idea what anything meant that the fucking Wu-Tang was saying. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. You can listen to it now, 30 years later, and I'm like, oh, this shit makes more sense to me now. Right. Wu-Tang's not really known for making tons of sense. <laughs> no, especially Ghostface. I mean, ODB. Yeah, yeah. Ghostface don't even know what the fuck he's no, saying. No. Didn't he admit that shit in one time? They, a lot of the shit, he didn't even know what, he, what the fuck what he was saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, when Ghostface also was one of those people who, like, he... Like he was more, it was more about finding the rhyme than it was make, kind of making a story or whatever. I don't know. It's still one of my favorites, though. It just sounded raw. It just sounded yeah. dope and flawless. The beats were sure. hard. Yeah. Whether you knew what the fuck they were saying, they, I was listening to the radio the other day, um, Ebro and them and Peter Rosenberg, High 97, and they were talking about that and they were taking call, they were taking callers and people were calling in from all over the world telling them what this album meant to them. 36 yeah. Chambers. Yeah, yeah. And there was people calling in from like other countries, like Latin countries that didn't even speak English during the time. Oh, yeah. And they were, and they were on the radio talking to these guys with their broken English. He was like, yeah, I had this album when I was growing up. I didn't even know English. And I was listening to it and it was my favorite album ever. And they're like, how? What the fuck? How? You don't even know what they were. They were like, yeah, we didn't know what they were saying, but the beats were dope. The, sure. It just sounded good, you know? <laughs> But, dude, this is, like, where, you know, like, uh, so many artists will talk about going to, like, Japan, and the whole crowd doesn't, like, basically doesn't speak English, but they know every single fucking word and can, you know, it, there's there's something about it, like, that that transcends, like, whether or not you know how to, you know, speak the language or not. And that was definitely, like, a you know, formative album that got an A&R push in Europe and in, in Asia that, like, that was, like, the kind of the first time or the first you know, part of history, or, you know, the history of hip-hop when, like, A&R was, they were pushing, pushing, pushing for Eastern Bloc countries, European countries, and Asia because they wanted to start touring the artists and making more money out of them, you know? I would argue that Wu-Tang Clan is the biggest underground entity of all time. You call them underground because they've been they were blackballed. Remember, we weren't really yeah. they, weren't, they were they didn't have a lot of songs on the radio. Like right, no, that's definitely true. He was the mainstream one, right? Yeah, but they were blackballed by like Hot ninety seven. Yeah, and now at the time that was the only hip hop station in New York. Yeah, 
So unless they were on a music video, you know what I mean? We weren't really hearing them on the radio. And, and yet they right. still made it to a certain level. They still For sure. gained superstardom without having oh, yeah. maximum exposure. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I would wonder, I would love to see like a chart of like, you know, amount spent on a group versus how much they, how much revenue they brought in. And Wu Tang probably has, you know, one of the kind of the highest profit margins because they were just, I mean, I, I would, cause I remember like Wu Tang, I, I was like a big Wu Tang fan, but like, and then, but more of a fan of the individual albums. And yeah, dude, I mean, I guess I could go with Calling Them Underground. They're at that kind of like threshold point where they weren't pop, you know, and they weren't, they, but they, I wouldn't call them backpack rap or anything, but like they are the most pop of backpack rap, I'd say. Nonetheless, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Nah. <laughs> Moving along, I don't know how much you've seen this argument online. Uh, this is the DMX versus Tupac debate. Mm. Somebody decided to. Best bald rapper. Two. <laughs> not necessarily but what they're saying is that i mean although they do have a lot of similarities mm. obviously like the appearance yeah and like the i think the the, the there's a lot of similarities in their rap because i call them passion rappers because they mm. weren't like the best lyrically yeah you okay felt what they were saying you felt yeah that. sure like yeah, Pac yeah. was not a better rapper than biggie right he made you feel some shit you know what i mean yeah i mean he he was poetic in a sense i mean he they were poetic definitely. yeah yeah and so it just took off online and went viral because people are saying, like, wait a minute, why are we comparing Pac and Biggie? And then people were commenting, like, well, uh, not Pac and Biggie, Pac and, and DMX. DMX, yeah. And they're saying, well, the argument is much closer than people may think. Hmm. And I agree. I have not heard this argument. And I, I don't know. I mean, I have to, I'd have to think about it. I mean, they both have their – a lot of their songs are storytelling. Like, a lot of it is about kind of a character. I mean, mm -hmm. Biggie was just so much of a – I don't know. I think the Biggie Tupac, you know, contest for me is like, it's just different. It's too different. They're just like very different rappers and they're not like, it's not East coast, West coast. One of them was like, right. it's just like Biggie was, you know, Biggie was Biggie. He was like, you know, influenced by Puff and R&B more hard DMX, than though. DMX. I don't know. I always think of DMX kind of his own, in his own category. I don't think of DMX as like a lyricist for sure. No, I no. mean, it's, but it but is like kind Pac. of from the storytelling perspective, I, I can see where he could be compared to Tupac and mm, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. I got to chew on it. The only difference is that, you know, obviously Pac had a million albums. Right. Whereas, you know, X had that first album, which was classic. Sure. Second album was really good. Third album yeah. was okay, but then after yeah. that he fell off. Right. But that first album to me is my favorite hip hop album of all time. And I would and I, I would put that up against any Tupac album. Mm, yeah. You know I, mean, I mean Tupac's albums weren't the standouts. I mean, I, I don't think that like he had singles that were standouts right. for he sure. A lot of good albums, they always kept felt kind of discombobulated or whatever. Like but dark as hell, it's dark and hell's hot. You're saying? Yep. The second one was flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, which is really yeah. Good. I mean, no, but it's dark and hell's hot. Was like, it felt like a concept album. Like it was yeah. thorough. Like it felt like it was like you know it had like a story to tell front to back. Yeah, it was like a movie. Every every song went into the next one, and it felt like right. it all connected together. That's your favorite of all time. Have you said that before? We've talked about that on here. We did that, a whole that's episode. Your number one uh, of our top. Albums of all time. That and is that my was, number I one. I forgot that was your number one. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm with that. I get it. I support it. Lauren Hill, Miseducation is in my top five, but yep. DMX is Dark and Hell is Hot is my favorite album of all time. All right. I'm going to listen to it today. And I, you know, I'm here for the comparisons of him and Tupac. They look alike. Yeah. They're both bald headed. They, they both, <laughs> you know, they, they preach that thug life mentality. Sure. Thing. Yeah. But all right. The last topic that I want to end the show with. And I said, I, I've been saying for the last few weeks that I don't want to talk about this man anymore, <laughs> but he just keeps popping you up. can't help. 
his wife keeps popping up. He keeps popping up. <laughs> and you know what I'm ready to talk about? William. William Smith. Willard. 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 Smith. Willard Smith. <laughs> <laughs> because a former employee and quote unquote best friend, brother Bilal, decided to yeah. start speaking out about how Will Smith is gay and how he had a romantic relationship with Dwayne Martin. Hmm. Like, first of all, whether this is true or not, I feel like this is just a disgruntled employee, right? Ex employee. Yeah, I mean, He's I, an ex employee, and now he wants to start yeah. talking shit. Of course, I believe an ex an employee like I believe a fucking tabloid rag or whatever. It's like no, you you're just pissed off and you want to burn someone down. They asked Jada about it. Jada said that we're gonna sue. Yep, you said her and Will are gonna sue this fucking guy. So I mean, there's been rumors that Will has been is gay and gay parties and whatever, right? There's been rumors about that shit. I mean, he played gay characters on TV and he played them very sure. well. <laughs> I think um, that every it would do everybody a whole lot of good to a like he's bisexual. If he's bisexual, right. he's, you know, he's not gay. I mean, and he if he's gay, he's gay, whatever. But I think I mean, he's had romantic relationships with women, so he's at you know bisexual. And also, it's, I think it would do everybody a whole lot of good to just kind of like look at sexuality as more of a spectrum and just be like, yeah, some people are like fully more in this direction, fully more in that direction. But everybody has kind of attractions to all different people. It would just make it a whole lot easier if people weren't so polarized about the whole gay straight bi thing. You know, it just everybody's like, think, and it's still like. Who the fuck cares? I mean, he's That's an a actor, very he's a rapper. Take on your part? Hell yeah! I mean, very Portland, Oregon, represent. <laughs> Just calm the fuck down. Who cares what holes they stick anything into? It's their, it's their biz. You fucking liberal. You know it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if he's gay, he's that's fine. I think they should just leave this man alone, right? Like, just let's let's just leave him alone for like a year. Let him bounce back. We know yeah. he's probably bisexual. We sure. know he's been in an open marriage for the longest time. Sure. It is what it is. It is what it is. And it's like, you know, in Hollywood, it's like, I don't know. It's just the one thing I think that all this proves is that, like, through all of this and, like, listening to Will's new podcast and everything, like, he's just, I think he's just, like, a really, like, a, a pretty nice guy. I also think he's pretty affected by Hollywood. He's kind of ridiculous, like, might refer to himself in the third person. Um I don't know, man. I just don't find it all that interesting. I think Jada's like, she's feeling her star start to fade and maybe her star was never really that bright. And so she's just like, yep, yep, yep. But it's, um, I don't know, man, just, just let him do his thing. He's kind of a wiener. Like <laughs> he's been a cuckold in his relationship. Just give the guy a little bit of fucking space. Just leave my man alone, man. Fuck. <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> like that Michael Jackson song, leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but that's going to be our episode, man. We covered like six topics today, man. We nailed it. Bang, bang. Fucking crushed it. <laughs> we definitely missed Ant, man. He couldn't be here with us today. He's doing, you know, his social work. Yeah. He's doing God's work out here. He sure is. He's a God among men. I'll say this, though. This episode would have definitely been like two hours with him on it, though. No doubt. He would have some things to say. He likes to argue. <laughs> or com- he likes to complain that I don't let him talk, but I think it's the total opposite. I think he talks. <laughs> I think he definitely talks. I've got my, I said, I've got my pulpit right over here. He, could, he can get on the pulpit and preach whenever he wants to. Yo, this was episode 148. We're almost there, man. Woof. We're almost at another milestone. That's a lot. We're on YouTube now. We're everywhere, man. Go subscribe, like, share, follow, all that good shit. La cultura. Peace. Peace. Thanks for
for listening to the Culture Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more info and updates, connect with us on our website, theculture.one, or on Facebook at The Culture Podcast 2020, or follow us on Twitter and YouTube at The Culture 2020. I always follow them. Please subscribe to the show and leave reviews and comments where you listen to podcasts. 